0: On today's show, we'll be talking about how we're guided at grocery stores on what to buy, updates on restaurants, breweries, and cideries, and a new AVA in Washington. As always, we'll share where we've eaten out and what we've made at home. Our guest this month is Sherelle Ashby, General Manager of Revolve Food and Wine in Bothell. It's all coming up on the Seattle Dining Show.
1: Support for Seattle Dining and the Seattle Dining Show is provided in part by... Salty Seafood Waterfront Restaurants. Visit them on the water at their Alki, Redondo, and Portland locations.
0: This is Bridget Charters of the Hot Stove Society. Welcome to the Seattle Dining Show.
1: Coming to you live the Test Kitchen Studio high atop Queen Anne Hill, it is time for the Seattle Dining Show. Join us as we explore news about Northwest restaurants, take a look at upcoming events, discover new kitchen tips you can use at home, dive into great recipes, and much more. And now, here's your host, the senior editor, Connie Adams, and whoever else just happened to drop by today.
0: Welcome to the October 2020 Seattle Dining Show, number 2010. I'm Connie Adams, Senior Editor, and I'm here with Tom Marin, publisher and
2: owner of Seattle Dining. Well, I just want to give a shout-out to all my friends on Facebook and IG and uh, the Tweety thing and just say, you know, uh, I don't think that without you guys – Seattle Dining would be anywhere. I I just had to say that.
0: Yeah, and and all those things are such a small portion of anyone who pays attention to us. Oh. It's the website, it's the news, online news magazine.
2: Oh, yeah, and we had all that before there was any social media. Yeah, and we're still here. What's that about? Hmm. Interesting. What's that
0: about? Hey, we are going to talk this month about eating healthy foods, which we are always bringing up, but this is a different twist on it. Um, when we go to the store, what are we facing? How do, you, how do foods get shelf space? What, how are we guided at grocery stores when we're not even paying attention and, and things are happening behind the scenes to kind of, you know, send us a different path?
2: They got all kinds of tricks.
0: There's tricks all over the place. Marketing, yeah. you know, terminology, location. Um, and and I think people mostly know this, but big companies pay big bucks for prime placement in stores.
2: It's been that way for years. Yeah. yeah. St- when I was in a record business, I couldn't believe how much people paid to get their album put in an end cap for a week. Yeah. It's an amazing amount of money.
0: Yeah. And in stores, that end cap. And the checkout, the stuff right by the checkout stand, where you're standing there waiting. It doesn't work so well now since
2: you have to stand six feet back. Oh, no. They fixed that. Oh, did they? Oh, sure. They moved all the snacks up to the front of the aisles that you have to stand in and oh, you have to wait okay. in to get up to the register. Now they got all the little snacky goodies. Oh, man. So you can toss things in your cart as you're standing around with oh, nothing man. else to do. You know, I'm going to
0: veer off course right now, but this is my latest peeve at the grocery store. I was at Ballard Market about a week ago and I just had a couple things and I was ready to check out. And I came out and of course the first thing I did was the constant mistake. You you see a line with you know somebody's checking out, nobody else is there. So you go there and then you turn around and there's 15 people in the And I want to kill waiting. you.
2: Yeah. Except the ones that are getting snacks. Exactly. They're too busy to
0: notice. And that's my point. I, will, I did that 3 times where I thought, nope. I mean, there'd be a guy, a checkout staff person." cleaning and you know and nobody's walking up so i go oh there must be nobody here and then and i'll go are you open and he'd go like there's a line and the first person in all the lines had their heads down looking at their phones Uh had no idea it was their turn that's why you're still alive today
2: yeah because they didn't kill me did you do this three times at the same grocery store on the same visit yeah because i kicked you out by then
0: but everybody, that's how many people were using their phones. Nobody, I, like I'd stand there and wait and nobody would go. So I'd be like, and I didn't see that there was a line. I wasn't trying to cut in. But I finally just, you know, gave up and went around the other back of the store and then came down an aisle to get in line.
2: Well, you know, you just take your index finger out and you start poking it right into the person's shoulder in front of you. With it. Are you going to go?
0: I'm surprised the people behind them weren't yelling. But um, apparently they were on their phones and eating snacks too. So so anyway, um, also in stores, location is sort of based on how much product is sold in a week. So, you know, if you've got uh, Amy's Organic Chicken Soup next to Coca-Cola, what's what's selling yeah. big? So those guys get, you know. The other thing is that healthy food is frequently placed on the lowest shelves. Like the eye level is filled with things you probably be, shouldn't be buying. Hmm. Um. And you know that's another peeve, I, because I have helped a lot of small older people get stuff on higher shelves. You know, they put this stuff that doesn't sell big up high, and then nobody can get it. Hmm. Um. What else were we talking about? Oh, I've heard this before too. That generally the healthy foods are on the perimeter of a store, and the the cereals and processed foods and stuff like that are often in the middle of the store.
2: I think every store is different, though. I think if you're talking about QFC, that's more likely. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about PCC or Central Market, uh, it's a different layout. Yeah,
0: although I would say the fresh stuff tends to be on the, on the sides because it's probably refrigerated like the, the meat, the butcher area, seafood area, the produce. Produce doesn't have to be refrigerated. Right. Yeah. But, you know, I think because of all the refrigeration needs and electrical needs and stuff, that probably has to be. Mm-hmm. on the edge of a store. Um, and this goes without saying, but larger stores have more room for product. So uh, there was a study done by the University of Washington and the King County Health Department or something, and they basically said you actually have a better chance of finding healthy foods at a larger store because they have space for it. Whereas, sadly, small neighborhood stores that you, you want to support – Often don't have the space to do it, and if and if the products aren't moving, they got to put
2: in. Well, what moves? That's not the case in my neighborhood. No. In my neighborhood, I can go up to say the central market, and maybe they have fifty percent of the items that they sell from. Uh, uh, what's the town and uh, country Flour No, no, the flower company down in Portland. Bob's, uh, Bob's Red Mill. Mill. So, so they only have like fifty percent. I'm trying, you know, just trying to find a basic thing like uh, almond flour. Yeah, I ain't got it. Mm-hmm. No, and they don't have star, it in either yeah. format. You get one, you get it in a blanch format; the other one, you get it with the with the husk on. So, but I go to PCC by Green Lake, oh, the little smaller. one on Aurora. Yeah, and they got it all. They got oh. everything I need. And that store is a third of the size. Yeah, it's not big at all. If 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 it's probably actually yeah. about twenty five percent of the size.
0: Of course, it is a, a much more focused on healthy eating, so they probably have a lot fewer not so great options. Yeah. You so
2: know. you know, but I'm just saying. Yeah, it doesn't have to be bigger. If or we're small. talking in the Midwest, and I don't want to drive ten miles to get to the Walmart, and I just want to go to a little grocery store near me, yeah, it's probably yeah. not going to get the selection. Yeah. I could never live in the Midwest. No. Where would I get my food? (laughs) You'd have
0: it shipped in from Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) probably would. This was an interesting thing, too, because when I go shopping, I use those small carts. Mm -hmm. But apparently shopping carts are getting bigger. And when people use a bigger cart, they buy more. So if you double the cart size, people will buy 19% more than they would have otherwise.
2: I tend to like the smaller cart myself. Yeah. Because I can usually just hold myself up on it when I'm walking around.
0: Because you're an old fart.
2: Uh Mm Uh-huh. But, you know, if if my only choice is one of the big carts, you know what I do? I feel bad. I'm just maybe putting like two or three items in the cart. So then I start picking up people's children and stuffing them (laughs) into the cart. I just want to have more content in there. You you want to give rides, too. You know, make people happy. It's a
0: hard time right now.
2: Uh, you know, people with disabilities, their dogs and stuff, I've got them in the cart. They don't even know it because they can't see. And
0: <laughs> they feel like they're going too fast. With, I tease what do them know? for a
2: while, then I take it back out and put it back on <laughs> the ground for them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to hope and pray that that is all a story. I can't be sure.
2: Did you hear about my Emmy? Uh-oh. No, I won an what? Emmy. In what? Uh, well, not, not a lot of people know about it because it's, it's, it wasn't one that they air. It's one of those ones they give before the real TV broadcast, the ceremony. You people can't see
0: me, but I've got a very skeptical, skeptical I, look on. I
2: got the Emmy for Best Iron Chef between 2 a.m. and 4 a.m. on a Wednesday morning. <laughs>
0: yeah. What did you do as Iron Chef in that time?
2: Uh, I made tomato soup. 2 to 4 a.m.? Yeah.
0: You are not sleeping well.
2: No, oh, I was doing the show. I was the Iron Chef. Oh, 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 oh! I wasn't watching it. I was. No, I, I was thought, the yes, chef.
0: But why were you doing that at two a.m.?
2: So I could win an Emmy, for oh. God's sake.
0: Because <laughs> nobody else is up doing it at that time. No, I, okay. I knew I could. I knew I could nuzzle in there on that one, and I knew I could ferret it out if I just worked hard enough to find out what the heck you were talking about. <laughs> um, another thing that we see happening is that, like, like sodas used to come in a six pack. Now they're in an 8-pack or a 12-pack, and and the statistics show that if somebody shops weekly and they buy a 6-pack and they go through the 6-pack, then that's that. So mm-hmm. they take now a 12-pack home, and they go through 12 in a week.
2: Okay, so here's what's going on. The 6-pack had to go away because of those little plastic ringy things yeah. that all the birds were getting wrapped around uh, their heads. Yeah. So now you got the the long box, the rectangular box. Mm-hmm. And now what they're finding out is they're like, like they're finding those boxes down at the beach and there's like ducks stuck in there and <laughs> squids and stuff. So that's also been a problem. And though. the ducks and the squid,
0: they don't really get along that well, so you don't want them in that same long box.
2: Yeah, if you get if you get them both in the same box, that's really a problem. <laughs>
0: I'm so happy you're taking this seriously. <laughs> Um, This was an interesting one for me. I always think you should spend a good deal of time in the store in the produce area. But one of the things that I guess they've psychologically studied is that bright colors make humans happy. So that's why produce is always right at the front of the store. Because if you go in and see all that and you feel good, you buy more. There is so much thought. Put Hmm. into this on how to get people to buy what they want them to buy. How about
2: about red? Is that a bright color? Yes, it is. So put the red meat up at the front stores too? Probably. Okay. See,
0: sell better than the white seafood. (laughs) Um, I got this out of the eat this, not that thing, but I, I was, you see it happening all over, but I was sad about this one. Amy's organic offerings have gone from 228 to 71. And with the pandemic, a lot of companies are cutting out low-selling products. Mm-hmm. And you see it even McDonald's and mm-hmm. places like that have fewer items. They're just getting rid of what's not selling the best. So, but that one made me sad because Amy's organic is usually pretty
2: good. That's kind of interesting, and I thought maybe that's what was going on with Bob's Red Mill. Yeah, and then I went down to PCC, and everything I wanted yeah. was there. And so it was like, uh, no, something going on with the buyer at the, yeah. uh, the grocery store. I don't know. Yeah,
0: because if it's available, why wouldn't they? It must not be a seller. It's very interesting to me how what sells at what stores, and sometimes they can be relatively close to each other. But a product will not move at one one of those stores. It's yeah. just who lives around it and who shops there.
2: So Amy's all that frozen food and all those canned soups and stuff. That's like the 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 bulk of their what they yeah. put out. So I guess if you can't find your favorite Amy soup, you're just going to have to get your blender out and make it yourself. Make it yourself from two to four a.m. and give Tom a run for his Emmy. Yeah. I think that's the thing to do. You got you could practice for twenty twenty one because I already took the twenty twenty. Okay.
0: <laughs> no one knew about it anyhow. He has this sounds very uh, shaky to me. That no one even knew it was up for grabs.
2: Uh, it, if if you go down the long list, you'll see it's there. <laughs> All right. Do you want
0: to talk about what we've been eating and drinking? Sure. Okay. Uh, let's where we've we been eating. Yeah, let's church? talk about where we've gone. Um, we had a delightful dinner at 8 Row on Woodlawn near Green Lake, block mm-hmm. up from Green Lake.
2: Uh, yeah, that was pretty good.
0: Yeah. And as you all know, Tom is very persnickety about things. And uh, he has not eaten for a very good reason. He hasn't eaten bivalves for a long time. He got sick on them. And uh, I got some... Clams that they did on the wood-fired grill outside, which were just delicious. And he finally took I the caved last in few, and from took me. the
2: one little baby clam. Yeah, took a small one, and it was good, wasn't it? I didn't die. You First didn't- clam in 25 years. Yeah. So, hmm. Chef David Nichols, way to go. Well, that place is kind of cool. Now, uh, unfortunately, it's fall now, so you won't see this activity. Well, I don't know. Maybe you'll get a tent or something. Yeah. But he was cooking on the sidewalk, yeah. and he had a grill out there, and he was putting on um, – it looked like mesquite wood mm. onto the grill. Smelled wonderful. And he's just putting uh, the pots and pans right on top of the wood. Not uh, didn't even yeah. have a grate in between. It's amazing. Oh. yeah.
0: I didn't even realize that. Yeah, it's just like caveman cooking, you know. Yeah. I was looking at the things he was cooking, and, the and then the stuff that was looked... coming
2: out of there was like, wow.
0: Yeah, and who who does clams on a on a grill like that? I'd never seen that before, and they were delicious. Mm-hmm. So, they've got uh, a very interesting wine selection, and they've got a little uh, what am I trying, bodega inside because they're not seating right there. Normally, it's kind of their private area to seat. Mm -hmm. Um, But you can go in and wander around and look at all their bottles and buy a bottle. Um, So interesting. They had a lot of good things on the menu. I had halibut that night, and it was really good. Very interesting flavor profiles that
2: he does. Different. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I liked it because it was different.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, then. um, Recently, I did... Uh, a dinner with a few people after cooking with class at Matt's at the market, but of course we did it in that in the courtyard where you when you drive through, they've cut off half of the drive through and made it dining area, and each restaurant that participates gets a piece of that. Mm-hmm. So you know they've got their own restaurants, but you can only most of them are small, so you can only fit a few people inside, and they don't have outdoor dining there, so. Um, you know, there might be three tables for one restaurant and four tables for another and something mm-hmm. like that. So we were eating at Matt's, and uh, it was lovely to be out there, I have to say. I was I, – I have always heard that Matt's is just killer, and, and I thought it was fine. I, I wasn't
2: overwhelmed with how good it was. It was just sort of so-so. Yeah. 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 So – yeah, you've been eating at home too much.
0: Yeah, I think that's the deal. <laughs> and then I recently went to the Metropolitan Grill, which I have not been the last time I was there was with you. I, that had to be what six years ago or something.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so it was a good experience. This we both had. I was with my brother. We both had steaks. Um, it, you know, everything was. We did start with a um, scallop appetizer. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was a little bit fishy, and also they were the large scallops, and they had clearly cut them in half. So it oh. says it comes with five scallops, but it's really two and oh, a half. Oh lordy! Uh, that's I've never seen a scallop that large and that thin. So I I think that has to be what they Maybe did. Maybe
2: the scallops are on a diet. Maybe they were a little fishy. I I thought there was a little something They're on a seafood in them. diet, <laughs> <laughs> a plankton diet. <laughs>
0: So that was, but the steaks were great. Um, and the other thing I, the Met is very expensive, but one of the things they do that I don't think other steakhouses do is that their steak includes a side. So like you can get, uh, that night it was asparagus and Bernays sauce, there was some baked potato, um, there was a couple other things. And you do get that in the, in the deal, you know, your steak comes with a side. Mm-hmm. So that was a little better because, you know, a, a baked potato at a place like that can be ten bucks. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of nice, and the waiter was uh, much more casual than I would have pictured for Met Grill in the past, but he was perfect Do you for have now. Tennis shorts on? No, but he oh. had um, part of his head was shaved, and he had kind of a ponytail out the back. Oh and, yeah, you, you can't know. be turning those people away. You need them. Yeah, and and he was great. I mean, he was right with all the jokes, and you know, oh good, he he. Reacted. I watched him with other tables, and he reacted with them in slightly different ways. You know, he wasn't a one-size-fits-all guy. Mm -hmm. So I thought he was a good good person there. So all in all, a good experience. It's just still a little strange to be out. Um, We sat in an area where there was tables, and then there was a full row of small booths, you know, that just seat two. Mm -hmm. And then the next row over was larger booths. Mm -hmm. And they had... um, Floral arrangements on every single one of the tables in that, that center close. section because they're not seating that at all. Yeah. So and they did between the flowers or like a large format bottle of wine they'd have on a table. So it was nicely done. You know, it was no caution tape, mm-hmm. no crime scene tape across tables that aren't being
2: used. All right. So what about? So I went on a road trip, and uh, I had. A couple of good meals along the way. Um, The first one was in Leavenworth at the Bavarian Bistro. And uh, they had some downstairs outdoor seating, and then they had uh, upstairs seating inside every other table. And I had a lovely little sausage sampler plate. Oh, nice. Uh, I really liked the ambiance of the place. I'd never been in it before. So uh, that's on my list of places to go back to. Yeah. Uh, We went over to... uh, Whidbey Island, and uh, we stayed at the Captain Whidbey Inn, which was sort of so-so because uh, they got a super limited menu, just a few items on it. Dinner, what is it? Dinner only? Well, lunch and dinner. Yeah, during the you can get the
0: same menu during the dinner if you're at Still's Park. They
2: got kind of their little fish shack menu going on. Um, I'm not going to rant and rave about that, but on uh, Whidbey Island, I will rant and rave about the. The Braeburn, yeah, which has been there a long time, but it was taken over by one of the former employees a few years ago. And uh, she done a really nice job of fixing it up, redecorating it, uh, taking the menu from, you know, like basically a grandma's cooking menu into a 21st century gastronomic adventure.
0: Well, I wouldn't go that far, but. Well, I don't know. Water- still watermelon biscuits.
2: radish kimchi?
0: No, there was not
2: kimchi. Wasn't that kimchi? No, it was just watermelon radish. Watermelon watermelon radish, radish. okay. And you don't see those all the time, anyways. Yeah. So uh, if you're looking for something different and you want to go over to Whidbey Island, check out the Braeburn now. Yeah, we had
0: Poke Bowls. That's the last thing I would have thought we would have seen on that menu. So,
2: Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's my report. What uh,
0: what did you think about Rogers Riverview Bistro? I wasn't
2: impressed with Rogers Riverview Bistro. So, I didn't I didn't mention it. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> I should have read through these notes and made more notes before we started up. But I what the heck? I'm still working on my Emmy plot.
0: You're still so excited about winning.
1: Support for Seattle Dining and the Seattle Dining Show is provided in part by Petra Mediterranean Bistro. Take a journey to Greece, Lebanon, Jordan, and the North Shore of Africa by way of Belltown as you dine in a welcoming atmosphere and experience the hospitality the chef call provides. Need a quick bite? Drop into the attached cafe or shop for authentic flavors in the adjoining store. Visit PetraBistro.com for more information.
2: Hi, my name is John. I'm from Edmonds and my favorite restaurant in Edmonds is Bar
1: Dojo. Hi, this is Kurt Beecher Dammeyer and you're listening to the Seattle Dining Show.
2: So let's talk about what we've been
0: cooking at home. All right. Mine, mine is a short list, and it's because I couldn't remember doing anything that was worth talking about, which is sad since it's been a month. I'm sure I've been cooking, but the, the one thing that I have on my mind is because it was recent and because it was a total disaster. I decided to get lobster, little five- or six-ounce lobster tails, and do them in the sous vide so I wouldn't wreck them. But um, first of all, I got them at a very reputable place, but and they were frozen. But when they thawed, they really were pretty stinky. Mm. And then I did them in the sous vide with some butter and tarragon. And I used what I thought was half of what they said on the tarragon because I they called for four lobster tails and I was doing two. <laughs> but it seemed, and the picture had a lot of uh, cooked tarragon around it. So I thought, okay, I'm, I'm doing this right. Um, and then... It said to do it for low heat for forty-five minutes, so I did it, and they were just—they just fell apart. They were mush, basically, and it was way too much tarragon. And underneath the tarragon, so maybe it was a good thing. There was still a little bit of that fishiness. It was, you know, supposed to be a nice special dinner, and was really a disappointment.
2: We'll have to pull my sous vide book out and see what they say about doing lobster. Yeah, I thought I had the same sous vide book. Oh, okay. So I don't think we want to do that one again. Okay. Oh, that was uh, that was the American test question. Uh, mm, I'm not that. sure it is. No, I think you and okay. I have the same cooking for two book. Okay. Anyways, um, well, I had a couple. I had I had one so so and a couple hits. Um, I wanted to do teriyaki steak bites because you and I used to like to go out to Daniel's oh, and
0: so good there. have
2: their steak bites down there. And so uh, I was able to find a recipe online that someone assumed that they had figured out the Daniels recipe. And maybe they did, or maybe they they actually knew it. Uh, however, the directions were minced. They removed like half the directions. So all oh. I could see really was just the ingredients. Oh. So then I went and I found a teriyaki steak bites recipe, and I just worked on that and worked it up. And uh, it, it came out okay.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, I used uh, dry ginger instead of live, and, I, and we definitely want to use live. Yeah, I for think that. that had that kind of chemical.
0: Yeah, dry ginger thing that I don't like.
2: So that was that was okay. But then uh, I did a tomato soup. Someone had given me a recipe, and uh, I looked at it and worked it over, and kind of made it mine, and. Uh, worked out pretty good, and I got uh, 16 8-ounce servings out of that. It was, it called for three pounds of tomatoes. Anybody checked out the price of Roma tomatoes lately? $18. $6 a pound, $6 a pound. so $18 oh. for the oh, wow. tomatoes, for tomatoes alone. And then I needed onions, and that's two bucks of, you know, it skyrocketed. But, hey, you know, the food cost here at the Your Kitchen, we could care less, right? <laughs> well... So that one, that went okay. Um I got a really great cookbook um called Everyday Keto Cooking and uh is it keto or keto? I don't know. I don't know. It's it depends on what day of the week it is. Oh okay. Tomato tomato. I think it's keto. Um so anyways, uh I made the blueberry muffins out of there and it's really good. I made them with uh, some almond flour, coconut flour, Uh, I used uh, erythritol instead of sugar, and had organic blueberries in it, and uh, delicious. And you don't have a sugar crash from eating uh, the muffins. So that went well. And that's my story. All right.
0: Now, we, of course, are in the market for inexpensive wines. So two of our... Ones that we've gotten that I thought we'd bring up is a birdsong Cabernet, and that's a thumbs up. That's not an expensive wine.
2: That's a really good one with red meat. Yeah, you got it at Total
0: Wine and More. I'm sure it's mm-hmm. everywhere else.
2: It's like six bucks a bottle.
0: Yeah, and then Windhaven Chardonnay. I, I have thumbs down on this, but I think it's a it's a mediocre. It's not up. It's not down. Because if you drink it really colder with ice, it's fine. Mm-hmm. But if you get the actual flavor of it, it's it's not a great wine.
2: You know, all, all wines um, taste different at different temperatures. Exactly. And Chardonnay is one of those grapes that sometimes it's just so good when it's like forty degrees. Mm. Yeah, I guess. And then I add that ice, and oh yeah.
0: <laughs> I uh, I prefer wine that. If I'm not going to drink it so fast and I'm going to savor it, you know, I don't want to take the first sips and think, oh, I love this, and by the end of the glass go, I'm going to have to throw this out. You know, I don't think it should change that much, and this is one of those that… Well, that's when I just just, add
2: diet cranberry juice. Yeah,
0: and some 7-Up, and then you're good to go. (laughs) All right. That's my wine report. Okay. So we're going to do a little news bites? All right. We've got so many. We're going to break these up into a couple pieces here. I'm going to start with uh, Ethan Stoll Restaurant News. They're opening a tavolata in Spokane next year, on the corner of Wall Street and Spokane Falls, so that's right downtown. Mm -hmm. It's a dining room, bar, counter, bar, two private rooms, and a seasonal patio, and it's the usual seasonal Italian-inspired small plates, house-made pastas, some entrees, protein, you know, in their full bar. And then they've uh, opened a uh, Tavolata on Stone Way, and that's at thirty six twenty seven Stone Way North. And it's dinner Sunday through Thursday, happy hour Wednesday through Sunday, four to six. Um, they say it's all about the pasta there, and they've got two patios and a dining room, so that's that's good. As long as those patios are heated, I think. Yeah. And then staple and covered and covered. Staple and Fancy was gone, and it's back now, and taking reservations. Um, But it's not what it used to be. It's an American steakhouse featuring Wagyu and prime steaks done over Applewood Grill. They've got a burger. They've fried oysters, whole grilled fish, craft cocktails. I think it's interesting. I wonder how different this is than Red Cow. Where is that at? Um, Ballard. Ballard Avenue Northwest. So... So that's uh, Ethan Stoll news. And then the Wine and Spirits Top 100 Wineries in the World for 2020 include six from Washington, which I thought was pretty good. Yeah. Um, And plus a number of from Oregon and even more from California. So for Washington, it was Amoris, Andrew Will, DeLille, Quilcita Creek, W.T. Vintners, and Gramercy Cellars.
2: So no... uh, What's an old winery out in Walla Walla? Not there.
0: Leonetti. Oh, Leonetti.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No. You know, I don't think those guys care if they win anything anymore. Oh,
0: they therefore they want to be. They're in a they're in a good place. Sea <laughs> in Bellevue has started offering their own door restaurant to, to your door delivery, so there's no third party fees. And they've got some sort of unique Hot and cold storage system, so everything that's supposed to be hot is hot, and your beverages are cold, your salad's cold. Um, it's their full restaurant menu, pre-mixed cocktails, wine and spirits by the bottle. And I they I thought this was kind of amusing. They have a phased and confused three-course pre fixe menu at $39. Phased and confused.
2: Now, if you're single, I wonder if you can order that or if you have to, like, order a minimum of two. It did not say anything about minimums.
0: Hmm. So I hope not. I'm wondering if they have to raise their prices a little. If you're going to start delivering and oh, it, it's your own. that's what they do, yeah. You know, you can't really take that on. Yeah. that's, that's gets expensive. Let's see here. We've got some breweries happening. Uh, Cloudburst has opened a second tasting room and beer garden. First one is near Pike Place Market. This one's on Shilshul Avenue Northwest. Hmm. Yeah.
2: A Shilshul.
0: Yeah. I have to go investigate that. Exactly. And then Artusi on Capitol Hill has done a remodel of their bar, and it's now reopened for dine-in. They've got a new menu from Chef Stuart Lane, and they are still doing takeout. Then this one was kind of sad. Sarah Naftali's Amandine French Britain Bakery Shop is closed at the end of the of September.
2: Can't so. say I ever went there.
0: Nope, but, you know, she was married to Bruce, and and they had the forever place uh, where, um, oh, I'm doing one of my brain blocks now, but they've been around forever. And uh, so this is kind of the the next closing. And then uh, Derby at the Shop Club, this is the Car and Motorcycle Museum.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, it's actually, it's a car and motorcycle storage facility. Oh, and
0: a club or something. Yeah, you have um, to be
2: a member of the club to store your vehicle there. Okay.
0: Well, they now have a patio that seats 30, and as temperatures cool, which they have at the moment, um, they've got tents, heat, and light. They've got TVs inside and out for sports viewing. And if you recall, this was an Ethan Stoll thing. Mm-hmm. And now I've heard nothing about this, but it is not on the Ethan Stoll site, and things like Goldfish, Goldfinch Tavern are. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no mention of Ethan Stoll on the the website for Derby. So, so I ended. think
2: that's done. Yeah. Yeah. So I bet you they went to a bunch more fried foods and stuff.
0: Well, uh, they still have that candied bacon that they were kind of famous for oh, okay. and BLTs and stuff like that. So I think it maybe hasn't changed a lot. Hmm. And then uh, Café Campania, as you may recall, every year does their casule to go. And it usually starts later in the season, but apparently demand is high and, you know, everybody's looking for something. So they have started their cassoulet to go. Um, it will be served cold with cooking instructions. And you have to go to the website to order 24 hours ahead for pickup or neighborhood delivery. The only thing I was going to mention about this is because you got very, very ill on cassoulet one time, not at Café Campagna.
2: No, I'll tell. I'll tell. It was at Betty. Yeah. I got a bad cassoulet at Betty, and I got really
0: ill. Really? Ruined, ruined uh, Thanksgiving, actually, for you. It was horrible. Yeah. Um, I talked to a friend later who was a caterer, and she's the one who said, it's always the beans. Yeah. Because people think beans are beans. You can't do anything to hurt beans. But if they're not at the right temperature or held correctly, mm-hmm. you can, and there's so many moving parts to a cassoulet. Yeah. So – I mean, obviously, Café Campania does it well because they've been doing it for years and there's never been a problem. But mm-hmm. I, I was looking at this thinking, served cold, you cook when you get home. Just people need to know they can't, like, take it home and sit it out on the counter for three hours before they, don't you know. Don't do that. You've got you've to pay attention to what Cafe Campania tells
2: you to do. Once beans have been cooked, they don't like to be messed around with temperature-wise. Yeah. They're either going to eat them then or get them into the fridge. But yeah. don't let them sit on the counter for a few hours because chemistry happens. There will be problems. Yep. Curlew
0: Cellars down at Soto has opened a tasting room in Woodenville's Warehouse District on 144th. So that's a new one to go to out there. And then uh, a sad moment, Sank Cellars has closed after 10 years. And if you love their wines and want to try and scoop up the last, don't bother. It's all been sold.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's take a little break, and we'll come back, and we'll wrap up the news bites and get into the calendar. Perfect.
1: Support for Seattle Dining and the Seattle Dining Show is provided in part by Revolve True Food and Wine Bar in Bothell, where a passion for wellness, wonderful
2: food, and good wine infuses everything they do. All menu items are free of gluten, grains, preservatives, trans fats, GMO, and soy. Enjoy wild seafood, organic farm-fresh eggs, and seasonal organic produce. Find them at revolvefoodwine.com.
3: Hi, my name is Leslie and I'm in Seattle now, but I was in Bellingham for 15 years and have always eaten at this Thai restaurant called Busara and it has better Thai food than even I had in Thailand and it's amazing.
2: Hi, this is Bob Harris with Robert Ramsey Sellers and you are listening to the Seattle Dining Show. We are back on the Seattle Dining Show. I am the Emmy (laughs) Award-winning Iron Chef, Tom Marin, a publisher, and I'm here with Connie Adams, our senior editor, and we're going to continue on with our news bites and cover a few calendar items, too.
0: That's what we are doing. I'm starting off this section with another sad one, that the Marination Station on Capitol Hill will close permanently, but don't panic because 6th and Virginia, Alki, and Super Six, Columbia City are still going. Then the Great Notion Brewing of Portland has opened a Georgetown tap room, 20 beers on tap, including hazy IPAs, stouts, and sours. Then Yonder Cider has opened a retail space in a detached garage in the Finney neighborhood, basically the owner's garage. And once the pandemic is over, it will be converted to a tasting room. So there's got to be some permitting
2: there that must yeah be okay we saw for a that, commercial. that little winery over in madrona that time yeah, too
0: yeah hmm. then tom douglas's sea town has been renamed sea town market and fish fry so they're now doing fried to order true north sustainable cod wild gruff, gulf shrimp and more i guess it's a market why would you name it that if you couldn't buy fresh fish there too
2: oh because people love fried food yeah,
0: why buy fresh when you can just get it fried and eat it right That's then? That's right.
2: Instant gratification. Just bread it up. I don't care how old it is. I want it fried.
0: <laughs> Let me do it in my zoo feed. You'll love it. Locust Cider and Brewing Company opened its fourth tap room. I think these guys got money someplace. They got a infusion of capital.
2: Look at all these people opening stuff up when nobody wants to go out. It's crazy.
0: Well, this one's on First Hill across from Harborview Medical Center, so it's probably necessary up there. Food-wise, ain't. Eh flatbread pizza, corn dogs. They have their own IPAs on tap along with ciders. It seats 56 inside, even with distancing. So they've, they've got some space
2: there. And then
0: maybe this month in October, they're going to open one in Redmond town center.
2: Yeah. There's a dying mall. Whoa. Redmond town center. Oh my Lord. Yeah. Oh yeah. That place is like 30% vacancy right now. Really? Yeah. I haven't been over there. Yeah. Wow.
0: All right. Um, the last thing I want to talk about, well, actually, there's two more so things. So you're
2: going to talk about a few. Yeah. Uh,
0: Washington has two new AVAs. One is the Royal Slope inside the Columbia Valley AVA, south of Ancient Lakes, north of Waluki Slope. And they have over 1,900 acres of wine grapes planted, 20 varieties, and over 156,000 areas. Is it Waluk or Waluki. I don't know. I was thinking it was Waluke, but I really never know.
2: I'll get up my Keto Bible and figure it out.
0: <laughs> Let's do Keto or Keto in Waluke or Waluki. <laughs> then Candy Mountain is Washington's 16th AVA. This is also uh, within the Yakima and Columbia Valley AVA's. It's the smallest AVA in Washington. Um, one of It's part of a chain of four mountains, Red Mountain, Badger Mountain, Little Badger Mountain. So, um, that's pretty exciting.
2: The littlest AVA. Yeah, the smallest. The little cutie Candy Mountain. Small but mighty, as they say. Come over here, Candy Mountain, and get some pets.
0: <laughs> the last little interesting tidbit is about Ivers, and they have hopefully temporarily closed their bigger restaurants, Acres of Clams and Salmon House. All the seafood bars are open, and the windows at those, takeout windows at those locations are open but they just can't make it financially. Nope. With the pandemic, so they just said we got to close it for a while. Hopefully we'll be back. Hmm. All right, let's head into the calendar. What do you have there first?
2: Uh, well, I could tell everybody uh right off the bat, the uh, Oktoberfest in Leavenworth is canceled. Yeah. So don't uh I'm sure there's going to be people doing little odds and ends out there, but there's not going to be the big shindig that you bought the tickets for and that sort of thing. I'm happy to
0: hear that. You know, sometimes people just want something so badly they'll go ahead and do it, and I think it would be a mistake.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, So October 1st through the 5th and 8th through the 12th is what they have, is what is called the Chelan Crush Weekends. You can tour and taste in the Lake Chelan Wine Valley during harvest. That's right. Well, I like the Lake Chelan Wine Valley. I know. That's actually a, a fun place to,
0: to go if you haven't been. There's some really, really small places, and some places are pretty fabulous. So
2: Wouldn't have been very good to go there a few weeks ago, and it was uh, you know 450 Slunky. AQI, yeah. but now and it's hopefully, probably beautiful.
0: Hopefully those grapes are coming out okay. On October 12th through 14th, it's the World Tea Virtual Summit. You can join industry leaders for three days of education, inspiration, connections, and fun. It's free to attend, and the first 1,000 U.S. attendees to register will receive free organic matcha samples shipped to your door, sponsored by Matcha Organic Japan. So it truly is a world summit.
2: But you have to be a U.S. attendee. Yeah, to get the matcha. Yeah, and you to yeah. have to show your passport on the virtual.
0: Yeah, probably when they bring it to your, to your door. They've shipped it all the way from Japan, and they go, I'm going to need some ID. <laughs> and you go, no, I'm actually British. Sorry.
2: <laughs> but here's my work visa. <laughs> no, that's not going to get you this. We're taking this back to Japan. Though. Do you have any friends that are United States citizens? <laughs> what do your neighbors do? All right. Oh, okay. I'm on the next one. Yeah. Uh, Fair Starts annual gala is virtual this year. Uh, October 12th is when the silent auction opens at 9 a.m. And the live broadcast takes place October 18th at 5 p.m. And it's free to watch. Hey. Now, that reminds me, I just want to thank everybody who tuned in to the Cooking with Class broadcast and supported the uh, Pike Market Foundation. Senior programs. And if you missed it, you know, we were talking about this last month on the show. But if you missed it, you could still go watch it. Mm -hmm. And you could still make a a donation to the program as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you can go out to the pikemarketfoundation.org and hit on their YouTube connection there and watch the show again. And also, if you're going to donate and want to do it for Cooking with Class and those senior programs... Uh On their donation page on the Market Foundation, when you go donate today, and then there's an uh, item that says, I want to allocate my donation, and you hit that drop down box, and Cooking with Class is there. there you so go. you can make sure it goes to where you want it. All right, this is kind of an interesting one. It's an AM- Amex and Resi promotion, and they're doing it across the US, and they're asking local chefs to pick a location and do something. Unusual there. So in Seattle, Eduardo Jordan from June Baby
2: Mm and Solari
0: is taking over Dick's Queen Anne location. Super. Yeah. And so he's going to be doing Cajun fries, pimento cheese deluxe burgers, and a spiced sweet potato cookie shake. Whoa. Okay. I would say that sounds horrible, that shake thing, but you know, he doesn't do too many wrong things. So I got to say, it's probably going to be very good. Now, is
2: Dick's going to be uh, charging five cents extra for the pimento in the cheese? <laughs> yeah.
0: And you can't actually get it on the deluxe burger. You can only get it on the regular burger.
2: Yeah, don't ask for any, any substitutions or mm. any extra sauces or nothing. <laughs> Even if you're allergic to pimentos, you're going to have to eat it, yeah. okay? Just so. don't talk to us. <laughs> Uh, October 22nd, 7 and 9 p.m., the virtual brew at the zoo. Tickets are 60 to $70, and it includes nine beers and one cider, a souvenir tasting. <coughs> Here we go again. Valid ID required for pickup.
0: Yeah. But you could be from Britain. You, you could be outside the U.S., but yeah. you do have to prove that you're 21.
2: And uh, delivery is only available to certain zip codes since some states won't let you well, ship liquor across state lines. Yeah. Uh,
0: and I think that had more to do with being local. They're not going to deliver to oh. more than just probably a few miles around the zoo. Oh, okay. you know,
2: or, or wherever. You know, they're keeping the beer probably. Hmm. So. All righty. Well, let's take a little break. And uh, when we come back, we've got a special guest.
1: Support for Seattle Dining and the Seattle Dining Show is provided in part by Queen Anne Olive Oil. Explore their huge selection of flavor-infused olive oils and balsamics. Mix and match to create some unique taste treats. Take a field trip soon to the top of Queen Anne and experience oils and vinegars in a whole new way. Find more information at QueenAnneOliveOil.com.
3: Hi, this is Jeff from Des Moines, Washington that is. On a weekend, uh, Saturday, Friday afternoon, my wife and I love to go down to Salty's in Redondo, sit out on the deck, listen to some live music, and enjoy their great appetizers. Hi, this is Heather Decker with Yakima Valley Tourism, and you are listening to the Seattle Dining Show.
2: We are back on the Seattle Dining Show. I'm Tom Marin, the publisher and the Emmy Award winning Iron Chef. And uh, we have a special guest in the studio today. Connie, tell us about our special guest. Our special guest
0: is the general manager of Revolve Food and Wine in Bothell. Um, This is a restaurant that started two years ago. Is it more than that? It's probably four. Four, Four. yeah. We just turned four. That's Mm -hmm. just terrifying. COVID memory. COVID timeframes. Pre-COVID. Pre-COVID, yeah. <laughs> but they, it started because the owner wanted to eat healthy. She had lost weight, and she had a hard time going out and finding food that would allow her to keep the weight off but really enjoy her food and wine, which she loves to do. So she started Revolve. It is a gluten-free restaurant. They have grass-fed beef, organic chicken, organic produce, Um Keto options, vegetarian options. There's no dairy. No dairy.
3: We do have you dairy. Do, Harry.
0: There's something else. No, well, no MSG and things like that. No
3: soy. No refined sugars. Uh, no, no GMOs. Uh, we do, we do have dairy, but everything's clearly marked on the
0: menu that does yeah. have dairy. Okay,
2: so dairy's okay.
0: Dairy's okay. <laughs> well, if you can, dairy's okay. Um, so, in any case, that's kind of the concept of it. But one of the things that I want to talk about is how delicious the food is. It's not you never walk away feeling like, well, I did myself some good tonight. I it wasn't the best meal I've ever had, but you know I'm not in a bad state now. You really <laughs> not, not leave. like
2: getting your medicine when you go.
0: Yeah, it's delicious food and and a lot of options. There's you know the full menu is is full of great options. So I kind of wanted to talk about Chef Kloss that is there now. Who is there now? And kind of what he's looking at for the fall menu. Let's start there.
3: Yeah, well, he loves to source locally. So if he can if he can find it in Woodenville, he will. Uh, we work with a lot of local farms, and so he's always talking about, "Ooh, I just got these beautiful mushrooms in today." And so mm-hmm. then he he builds a whole dish around just one particular
0: beautiful oh, seasonal item. So nice. And he has a history of. Uh, of wanting to produce healthier foods, right? He's got that background.
3: Definitely. It's uh, it's always been one of his major focuses uh, with his culinary uh, background, and he eats that way himself, so it's he, he walks the walk. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> what about that Yakima fruit stand? Does that fit into what you guys do at all? The one on uh, uh, Yeah.
3: I mean, we stop by there pretty often if we just – We need a little bit of something. So you get
2: peaches (laughs) out of there or whatever?
3: Yeah, yeah. We'll pick up local just on our way in if we need to supplement a little bit from what we're bringing in with our other local farmers.
2: Okay.
0: Interesting. Um, Another thing I wanted to talk about um, with you was that during the summer, and of course with all the COVID restrictions, you have sidewalk seating, and then you put some uh, seating out in the back. It's your parking lot for the building. so. Part of it's been taken up with tables and chairs, and there's been some events out there that you had a barbecue, I think, on Father's Day and things like that. As the temperatures cool down, what's the plan?
3: Well, we'll probably be dropping some some sides to support the the tents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we can have two before it becomes a building. If it has more oh. than two sides, it's a building. So oh, we can have two sides to protect from the weather and uh, we're bringing in infrared heaters, and we're just we're planning on continuing to have oh, outdoor safe space.
0: Okay, and the indoor is safe too. It's just you got to space out, so yes. you know you've got to keep things apart. And then um, you also have a wonderful wine room. So let's talk about that for a minute. The downstairs wine room.
3: Yes, uh, if you've ever been into a restaurant, we have this gorgeous spiral staircase that runs the full length of the building, and uh, so the downstairs area. That's our wine cellar. It's available for private rentals. It's Also, we are using it for uh, additional distance seating currently. Mm-hmm. And it's, we can seat about 25 people down there uh, with the, the capacity restrictions. So mm-hmm. it does give us a lot, a lot more seating options.
0: Yeah. And, and for things upcoming, like the holidays, if you've got a celebration you want to share, you could actually do that safely up to 20 or 25 people. Absolutely. In one spot, which is not, not everybody has that a- availability.
3: Right. Yeah, so. it's, it's a good space for a smaller group that could come together mm-hmm. uh, and, and just at individual tables and making yeah. sure we're taking care of everybody.
0: And we're still, the phase we're still in is if you're indoor, it has to be family, right? It has to be people who are living together. Correct. Same okay. household. Same household. Okay. That's tough. I don't know that anybody is truly enforcing that. I mean you can ask but if people say yes that's true what are you going to do we're going to need a
2: affidavit signed by
3: <laughs> It's it's a tough spot we won't deny that <laughs> Yeah
2: we need to see your passport and your ID
0: yes and you're not getting that matcha from Japan unless we see that <laughs> an earlier joke <laughs> Um you also have another kind of unique thing about the restaurant and that's the little mezzanine up the spiral stairs.
3: Yeah, yeah. We, we often call it the perch or the loft and it's currently housing just one table, so kind of a sweetheart table or a yeah. special occasion table or if anybody really, if, if anybody's high risk and they just oh. want to make sure they've got a private space, other people won't be walking by. It's a perfect little, it is perfect, little nook to kind of tuck away. Yeah. And tell us
0: about the view. Well,
3: the view from the nook, <laughs> uh, you can see the whole restaurant, which is pretty cool. You can see all of the action happening on the floor below, yeah. and it's, it, it's intimate,
0: but you're still a part of the action. Yeah, and you're over the bar. It's closer to the bar than the dining tables, I think.
3: Yes, yes. And so
0: you've got the whole bar as well as the tables. And, and of course, as you say, all the action because the servers are coming in and out of the door kind of midway down from the kitchen. Correct. So you've seen all the food, so you can really spy on the food. <laughs> Absolutely. And the, and the cocktails.
3: <laughs> yeah, you can watch all of the all of the food coming up before it hits anybody's tables and uh, you can see the mixologists doing their thing.
0: It's a very fun spot. How how many in pre-covid times, how many did you have two tables up there? Or was it a table for 4?
3: Uh, we didn't have a regular height table up there before COVID. We used it as kind of a, a happy hour, uh, grab a drink, grab a appetizer, wait for a table. Oh, so we okay. did use it as kind of a, a waiting area, bar okay. seating kind of situation.
0: Okay. So now it's just got the one table for that yeah. lucky, yes, lucky duo. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else do I want to talk to you about? What what's going on food wise?
3: Well, we're coming into fall, so all of the, all of those lovely, rich fall flavors, all of the, all the squash, all the pumpkin, all of the, uh,
0: <laughs> all of the,
3: all that good stuff. Yes. And then, uh, we find that people kind of tuck in more to comfort foods, so anything with lots of sauces, gravies, <laughs> that kind of thing, it's, yeah. it's perfect time for that.
0: Yeah. And the, the sauces I've had at Revolve have been really delicious. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about wine dinners? You guys really I don't think you miss too many wine dinners. You do one a month.
3: Yes, we do. And we've have got one coming up this coming Sunday. Uh yeah, we, we partner with a local winery and build a menu entirely around their wines. And so those we've got uh we've got one more coming up this year in uh November, November eighth.
0: Okay. And that's it for the year. You don't do one during Christmas time?
3: Yeah, during the holidays. We we used to, but it was just it, we were competing with a lot of other events. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which
2: winery will you have November
3: eighth? Uh, we are we're still working on on
0: securing that partner. Okay. And who is it in October? Who's coming up here? Tint sellers. Oh. I just did a story on them. They're just really lovely people.
3: Yeah, they're with their focus on community and giving yeah. back and that, that program with the donation of a percentage of every bottle sold. Yeah. So we're really excited to be partnering with them. Yeah,
0: that's great. And they do a different percentage. they do one percentage for general retail to the public and then one percentage on what they sell to their wine club members and that's a higher percentage because it's a higher portion of their business, which I think is so gracious of them
3: yeah it's it's very cool i it, I think that if you if you talk to the uh to the winemaker and the owners of the of the winery it was it was kind of born out of that idea that desire to do more. Mm-hmm. so it's a, it's a really
0: cool backstory. Yeah. And combined with you guys with uh, the healthy aspect and everything, it's going to be a unique evening, I think. Absolutely. So that's, that's good. And then will they start up January again, the wine dinners? Yes. Yeah, okay. probably mid-January. We can expect to see a date coming soon. Okay. Oh, good. Good, good, good. Keep <laughs> me posted. <laughs> um, what else do you want to talk about? Do you have any questions? Hmm. You do a lot of interesting cocktails actually. We do.
3: Yes, uh we we build our cocktails are uh different because we don't use uh we don't use your traditional mixers. So all of our mixers are are made in house from fresh fruit purees and uh we do house infusions. So we've got our like our Kevin Bacon <laughs> <laughs> Bloody Mary <laughs> and that's a uh, house infused bacon vodka. Mm. Uh and then like our uh, Mingo Habanero, Mimosa is one of the most popular kind of that sweet heat profile.
2: Did yeah. you know why the green chili wasn't an archer? Because he he eaten habanero.
0: Yeah. See, she had the same look on her face that I had on mine. Like. <laughs> 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 In her mind, she's thinking, "I'm not repeating that."
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, we, all our friends will get to hear it now. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, well, I got a couple favorites on the menu that are always on the menu. Uh, the uh, what's the little bacon wraps? Oh, the like? great bacon wrap dates.
3: Yeah. Everyone
2: yeah. loves those. <laughs> now, those selling. aren't going away anytime soon, right?
3: No, that is our signature item. That will yeah. always be on the menu.
2: And then uh, the meatballs. Don't mm-hmm. you do a meatball, right? Uh the the meatloaf, the bacon wrapped meatloaf? Well I've had a meatball there. I thought it was a regular on the menu, but maybe it's just once in a while.
3: That one might have been a special,
2: but Oh really. Yeah, it might have been. Well some of the other regular items on the menu. Well,
3: the steak free has yes, it changed over time though? Uh that's that's a pretty popular dish, yeah. And our Moroccan chicken. Yes. That one has been on the on the menu for a long time and any time we flirt with replacing it <laughs> We we hear from our regulars. No, don't do anything with the Moroccan
0: chicken. If you want to do another chicken dish, fine. But exactly, but you've got a prawn dish too that I think has been on, or has it changed?
3: Uh, that has that changes uh, from time to time, okay. seasonally. So right now it's uh, it's colossal shrimp and crab, and it's sautéed uh, with lobster butter and uh, with our broccoli rice and then uh the seasonal vegetables again. Yeah, that
0: sounds awful.
2: Mm. <laughs> I want to be there right now.
0: Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about is what you've done because of the pandemic. Everybody's had to, you know, kind of morph out and find new things. You do you did start lunches up again, not dining in, but people can't order lunch. No, just
3: uh just just the dinner and brunch. Okay. But we did ramp up our to go. Are uh, to go offerings and also to go cocktails.
0: Yeah. Now I thought there was a sign. I'm just going to say this in the ladies' room about picking up. There was just a couple of sandwiches and stuff like that, or was that all just you could pick it up during the day and take it home for later?
3: Uh yes. Okay. So we were
0: doing yes. Okay. Yes.
3: <laughs> you know, things change so quickly. We already yeah. forget what we've done. Uh, yes. So we were we were um, putting kind of heat and eat kits. Uh, together and those could be picked up at other times throughout the day. So okay. it certainly could be lunch.
0: <laughs> yeah, you could take it home and eat it right then. Okay. Absolutely. So that and the takeout will probably stay with you, huh, even as things open up and we can seat more people in restaurants. You think you might keep that up?
3: Looks like it. Hey, as long as the demand is there, we're certainly happy to
0: to provide it. Yeah. I think people have grown to like that actually. Um and and it may change as people are more comfortable, but even as things open up, people sometimes are still dragging their feet a little about going out. But they want that food. They want the flavor. They yeah, want a the good uh, takeout. Yeah.
2: Not the it. not the jive takeout. Yeah. Just a good takeout. <laughs> By Emmy winning chefs.
0: So <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> well what else would you like our listeners to know? Anything that we haven't touched base on? Ah, uh, I think Mostly that
3: the restaurant industry is here to here to serve. And so we're we're all ready, we're gearing we're we've geared up, we're if anybody's still not diving back into to dining out, it's come on in, the water's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and if you just
0: can't, here's the takeout.
3: Exactly. We we have so many options for between takeout, pick up, uh we have the outdoor dining, the distance dining, mm-hmm. so there's there are just so many options. So wherever anybody's needs are, we can certainly meet that.
2: Got yeah. your own parking lot, so that's nice. Yes. I yeah. like to go like on Sunday night at five o'clock. <laughs> then it's not full and yeah. I get good service. Yeah. Eat my bacon wrap dates.
0: <laughs> Last time we were there we had a server who was I don't think she thought she was going to be serving that night. And she was like, this is my first day. And she was wonderful. She took great care of everybody. Um,
3: yeah, we've had a few uh, a few new uh, people join our staff lately, and they start as kind of food runners and Expo. And when they start demonstrating that they know the menu and they're ready, we, we love to get them yeah. out there and serving the customer base.
0: Yeah, and doing a great job. <laughs> Well, I would say to everybody listening, head out there. You're gonna really find some things you love on the menu and friendly people and
2: a happy fourth year birthday. Well, yeah. Thank you. I, yes, I started right. going there probably maybe just a couple of weeks after you guys opened. And oh, I yeah. I said, Connie, you gotta come check this out. So yeah.
3: Well, thank you for sticking with us. We're Absolutely. happy to have you.
0: We're, yeah.
2: we're loving it. All right.
0: Thank you for being here this time. Thank you for having me. Uh,
2: all right, we'll take a little break, and when we come back, we've got some tips and tricks. Hi, my name is Miles, and I live in Kelowna, British Columbia. When I visit Seattle, my favorite restaurants are any of the Ethan Stowe or Tom Douglas restaurants.
0: Hi, this is Carrie from Tavolo, and you are listening to the
2: Seattle Dining Show.
0: We are back on the Seattle Dining Show with owner-publisher Tom Marin and editor Connie Adams. And we're at the end of the show, but as you know, we like to leave you with a few tips. As I mentioned earlier, um, this past month has not been a highlight of cooking in my kitchen. And one of the things that I, I got reminded about, again, is I always do the mise en place. So I've got everything chopped and ready to go. So when I start cooking, I can just throw it all in. But what I have to pay more attention to is the order of things like i was doing a scramble and i wanted to put a little oil olive oil in and then put the shallot and the garlic and let that sweat and Mm -hmm. really get that flavor and then put the eggs in and then put the greens in that i was using
2: but i would be the correct order yes
0: i didn't do it oh i had it all lined up but i didn't have it in order and i was talking and you know things got and the next thing i know i'm just about done with it and i look over and there are my shallots and and garlic. I hate when that happens. So, I put them in,
1: oh. but you know, at that
0: point, they're almost you can't keep cooking or the eggs are going to be totally overdone and your greens are going to be too wilted and mm-hmm. so I I really got no benefit from them at all. They just didn't have that much flavor. And is it that would have
2: smelled like garlic
0: for a week after? No, and I did not. Oh. Honestly. So, <laughs> just rub salt in the wound. I'm already saying that I did a bad <laughs> job and now So, that's my story is It's great to do this, but do pay a little bit of attention and make sure, you know, that you're not so far ahead of yourself that you forget the steps you need to take.
2: So when we do the November show, we we just want to hear about nothing but your successes, your cooking successes in November.
0: Yep, and there's going to be a whole bunch of them.
2: All right. Well, uh, my tip is is, uh, it's not frisky. (laughs) And it's not whiskey. But uh, learn about whisk. And I took some time to do this, and I may come up with an article, but don't wait for me to write an article about it. Uh, You know, there's all kinds of whisk, and and a lot of people who listen to the show have a drawer full of, like, five or ten different whisk. and. It kind of, it's kind of hard to keep track of what to use for what, but there are certain whisks that are way better for, for doing certain tasks with than other. You know, the, the typical, uh, little ball whisk or balloon whisk is what a lot of people use, but you know, you start using that like you're going to make a, a guacamole or a hummus or something and all the, Food gets stuck inside of the balloon. Mm-hmm. That's no good. So that's the wrong whisk. So the flat whisk is great for that kind of work. Uh, if you're working with eggs, uh, you're going to be a lot better off with the coil whisk than you would be, again, with a balloon whisk because that's a typical go-to for a lot of people. Um, I've been doing some cookies lately and uh, got myself a really nice what's called a dough whisk. And the dough whisk is wonderful. It's kind of kind of similar property to the flat whisk, where the food can't get stuck in it because it's flat. But it's got all kinds of different circular shapes in it, so the dough really gets blended up nice. And uh, uh, there's also the spiral whisk, and this is a good one to use. Uh, obviously, we're we're you know we're just audio here, so you're gonna have to look up when I talk about these what they are. Uh, but the spiral whisk is wonderful to use in a nonstick pan when you're cooking, and you want to get some of that fond off the bottom as you're sauteing. Mm,
0: yeah, the best.
2: So uh, so have one of those around. Uh, and there's, you know, there's about 15 different types of whisk. Some of them are pretty close to other ones. But I, I say if you got five whisk in the kitchen, you're in good shape.
0: Yeah, you would have
2: something for everything.
0: Yeah. Every need. So that's my tip. I love that you research these things, and then I don't have to. All right, it is time to wrap up our October show. Thank you for joining us. If you're not already a subscriber, it is free to do so. Just go to seattledining.com and click on
2: subscribe free. All right, we want you to dine well, dine at home often, dine out when you can, and stay away from the room temperature cassoulet. (laughs) We'll see you in November. See you then
1: thanks for listening to another edition of the seattle dining show this program is a copyrighted production of mixed media it may not be reproduced in part or in whole without written permission of the legal owner all right However, feel free to share the link with all your friends on Facebook. Studio equipment for this broadcast was purchased locally at American Music of Fremont Icon. The views and opinions expressed on this show are exclusive to the host and guests and do not reflect those of former employees of Bill the Butcher, the Surrogate Hostess, the Beeline Diner, Louie's Chinese Cuisine, the Doghouse, the Five Mile House, Charlie's, the Twin Teepees, Ocean Air, Benjamin's, the Madison Park Cafe, or any other lost Seattle icon. Subscribe free to our monthly magazine, online at seattledining.com and join us next time for another edition of the Seattle Dining Show.